control. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest news in tech from around Ireland and across the world every single Friday evening on RT Radio 1 or of course you can get it first on Friday mornings when we publish on your favourite podcasting app, Apple, Spotify, Google or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Dusty Rhodes, this is show number 885 and today we are all about California streaming. The Apple announcement this week is the iPhone 13, unlucky for some. And how does it match up to the competition to reveal all? Our editor-in-chief, Niall Kitson, is here. The opening of the presentation with California streaming, I kind of assumed it was based on the song, but not so. No, it was a bit of a bit of misdirection from the start. Uh, rightly so, because California Dreaming is a very melancholy song. It's not the sort of thing you'd want to open a, an upbeat corporate presentation with, you know. It's like, here's a song about being miserable and away from home. Hello, everybody. <laughs> not going to work terribly well. So what they what they actually did open with was a song called California Soul by Marlena Shaw. Now, they didn't actually use an original recording. They used a, a, an Apple, uh, I don't say an Apple approved version, but they used their own version. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, OK, who, who did this? Because they, there was a couple of different singers and across different locations and all this sort of thing. Who, who is this crowd? Um, and the best that I could get was Unknown Group. Ah, because that's weird. I, I I think their reason for doing it was they wanted to do it themselves because normally the problem will be with copyright, as in you can't get the rights to use that original recording in your presentation. But I mean, it's Apple. They could buy out God and have God singing Celine Dion <laughs> if that's what they wanted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So whatever, whatever kind of cost saving or sort of 3D printed corporate approved musicians they wanted in it. Do you know one thing that struck me from the very start of the presentation was the state of Tim Cook. And it's kind of like you haven't seen your parents in a long time, especially with COVID and stuff like that. And it's like it's two years later and you go and see them and you go, ooh, that's... You noticed that as well? Yes. Because I saw him and I was like... Jeepers, Tim, you're looking a little paunchy mm. there. And then I, like, well, have, I deliberately have looked... Have you not been doing your fitness? I deliberately looked up a picture of him from, whatever, four or five years ago. He looked great. Yeah. Yesterday? Ooh, no. Well, that's really interesting mm. considering some of the content uh, later on, but also considering that everyone that made a presentation uh, during this show, and it was about an 80-minute show, uh was very shiny, very shiny, very well preserved, very, you know, you can tell they looked after themselves. Whereas Tim clearly looks, Tim, my friend Tim, uh, (laughs) clearly looked like he'd been at home remote working for the guts of a year. Because we're, we're all looking like that. Yeah. We're, we all have not been getting our steps in for various reasons. It's one of the things I keep in the back of my mind, and this is the last I'll, I'll say on it, is that you think they've got all the money in the world and they can, they can do anything. All right. But as mm-hmm. you say, look at the state of Tim. He's looking old. The whole COVID crisis has obviously affected him in a physical way. Uh, look at Steve before him. All the money in the world couldn't save him from cancer. 
Oh, whatever. Um, uh, maybe oh, I should have just stuck with California Dreaming because that's a far more cheery maybe. song. <laughs> and, and, and even that's not great, but yeah. Yes, and we've ton- we have tons to uh, look at. So let's start off with the uh, the iPad. That was the first thing they started talking about. What- yeah, they, they, they went through Apple TV very briefly, Apple TV Plus, just going, hey, we've got all these shows coming up and Todd Lasso has done really, really well for us. And we've got all these Emmy nominations, yada, yada, yada. Um, so they got that out of the way very quickly and then went on to the iPad, which I thought was a very... A very, I don't want to call it strange, but they sounded very excited over not a lot when it came to the regular iPad model. Personally, I felt it was kind of business as usual with it. I didn't find there to be an awful lot to be excited about. And they talked about a bigger screen. That's fine. We expect that. Mm. They talked about the chip that they had in it, which is the A13 Bionic, mm. which is not the A15. The chip. Which they have in everything else. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. Because the iPad is such a popular device. They can, for want of a better term, they can get away with not having the cutting edge stuff in this for now because it's going to sell so well as it is. Maybe we don't need to put the premium components in there to be as big a selling point. We can get away with a slightly lower spec iPad for the next year or two. The sales are solid. We're happy with it. I think that might have been it. I mean, still, there are performance uh, benefits there. Mm. Uh, Apple were saying that, you know, 20% faster uh, CPU, faster GPU, faster neural engine for better machine learning, which is good for things like text recognition. Um, And uh, they're saying, okay, they're throwing out things like it's three times faster than the best-selling Chromebook, six times faster than the best-selling Android tablet. And, you know, who's going to bother checking that and getting upset about it? That's that's a misnomer to compare the iPad with a Chromebook in the first place. Because as we all know, Chromebooks are all about being really cheap, underpowered PCs. Uh, yes, very cheap, very underpowered, borderline disposable uh, compared with the iPad. Can you answer me this? Sure, I'll try. The iPad is cheaper than the iPad mini. Correct. And the iPad mini is smaller, yet more powerful. Yes, And that is down to the use of the A15 chip in the iPad mini and the A13 in the regular iPad. Uh, Again, they clearly looked at the iPad and went, yep, steady as she Mm. goes. Uh, We're happy enough with our refresh uh, cadence. They're selling well. Uh, Let's try and Mm. keep the price point down. If that means using a, a, a lower spec chip, that's that's fine with us. Maybe that's what it is. But then even the fact that they're thinking about that on a sales point of view and their share price and stock value and so on and so forth. Kind of, that, 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 I think that's very telling. It's really, really telling that the iPad mini was the one that got all of the, the upgrades and the speed and the price bumps and everything. And they kept the iPad as the base model. Another thing that I noticed especially when mm-hmm. they were doing the uh, uh, the iPad and the iPad mini, was they were talking about the bezel and how big the screen is and edge mm-hmm. to edge, this, that and the other. All I could see was this massive bevel around the screen. Yeah, it's not edge to edge. It's not edge to edge. And like when you compare it to mobile phones, there's a fairly hefty slab of black around the screen. 
Yeah, I I thought it was, I was like, am I being gaslighted here? That's not an end-to-end display, like there, uh, yeah. there's a bezel there. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, th- there was a couple of instances of, um, of them overselling something, do you know what I mean? Doing it in the Apple way, mm. where they kind of take something that's like, you know, not really special or important, or it's been around for years, and then they make it sound like they've just invented it. Um, yes. Do you know one that, that makes me laugh is when they talk about the A15 with the processor, was it's mm-hmm. a six core processor, okay? Hmm. Um, and they say that there's two high performance cores, all right? Mm-hmm. And then there's four high efficiency cores. But to me, that sounds like there's two really good cores and then there's four that kind of didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, and, and you, just, you, you just know <laughs> if they can manage to get six high performance cores in there, they do it. Yeah. I'm probably getting it completely wrong. I'm just, I'm just saying uh, how it is. Uh, the other thing I was delighted to see with the iPad mini was connectivity. They've put USB-C in it. Hallelujah. Now, here's, here's another thing. Right, because we were speculating about this a good while ago. And it's something that came up in conversations about Europe quite a bit as well and standardizing connections and this sort of thing. So previously in the past, Apple's argument uh, has kind of been, you know, we do things our way and it's better than everyone else's. Um, you know, we use Lightning because it's it's a faster standard and it does X, Y, Z. They, they, didn't they come up with Firewire or something like that? And, and they rolled it out everywhere because it was the... the it was the latest you know, greatest the, at the time, yeah. Yeah, and then they killed it, uh, basically. Mm. Um, so now they've, found, they've decided that USB-C will actually do what they want. Uh, so they have ditched it in all their iPads, except for the normal iPad, again, possibly another cost-saving measure, mm-hmm. um, and brought it into the uh, the iPad mini. Um, and it's worth looking at things that are um, kind of interesting about the new iPad mini, because we haven't had a refresh in a while, mm. in a couple of years. And I was, I, I think, I, I wasn't alone in thinking that it was kind of on the bubble that, you know, has it failed? Have the has the the um, Pro Max smartphones have they taken that space? Like they're clearly powerful enough to to do so. Is it you know is that particular screen size is that form factor form factor kind of kind of gone now? You know is there is there no more demand for that? Especially when you look at you know the um, original iPad. It's it's what's the screen on it? It's nine inches, ten inches. Don't remember. There or thereabouts. Um, anyway, the original iPad, I, I, I remember and hold yeah. it in my hand, yes. And, um, you know, the, the new iPad mini is an 8.3 inch screen. That's quite nice. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good stuff. They've got a, a nice sort of range of colours on it. They've got a, a sort of a nice anti-reflective coating on it, etc, etc. Again, we got down into the chips they're claiming 40 percent faster cpu 80 percent faster gpu uh two times faster um neural engine again that's for the machine learning thing and playing up the 5g connectivity as well um yeah so kind of the usb stuck out the fact that we have Mm. a new ipad mini at all i thought was interesting um Again, it's got a thin bezel, still has one, but it's 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 thin. So there you've got 8.3 inches of a uh, of screen real estate to work with. But as you said, like it is a lot more expensive than the um than the regular iPad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's starting at 679 in Ireland. Mm. Um 
Now, it's also worth noting that the base storage on all our new models that we saw today is doubled. Yes, so, actually, yeah, that's that. I, I think I, I noticed that across the board in mm. that everything seems to be bigger and better. And the base models are all bigger and better by default. By default, Which yeah. Nice. And part of this doubling of the storage is, you know, naturally enough because they can, but also get more apps on your on your phone uh, or whatever. Uh, more videos, but more photos. Yeah. Videos and photos, in particular videos, because that was a message they really hammered home in the latter part of the presentation. Okay, right. Well, we'll get to that in a moment because we're doing it in the order that uh, Apple did yesterday. Yeah. So the, the whole iPhone and some of the very, very cool things that they announced coming uh, in a few moments time. But first, tell me about the Apple Watch 7. Apple Watch 7. Now, the Apple Watch is kind of an interesting beast. When it came out first, it was kind of okay, here's something I would potentially want. I think the design on it is really interesting. I think it looks really cool. Um, and then I was just able to go, no, I don't really need a wearable. Like, I don't really see where it fits into my life. Um, and then Apple really locked into um, its niche when they went, actually, this this can work as a really good fitness tracker. This is this is your Fitbit, first, of, first and foremost. It's almost like... The watch end of it is like a sideshow. It's the fashion end of it. You know, it's like we've got X number of watch faces and, you know, they look very nice and all this sort of thing. Uh, but it's the fitness stuff and the health stuff that they've really placed a, a premium on in the last few models. Uh, and the 7 is is no different. I mean, one of the first things they mentioned in the um, uh, video presentation was um, fall detection. And it had a guy on his bike and he falls over and uh, the watch is detected that he had a fall and it presents him with a, a load of options on his watch. You know, it's like call 911 or I'm fine or, you know, it's it's very, very swish, very nice. Um, so they, they clearly know where they're going with the with the watch and where it's um, where it's proven to be really good and really valuable to people. Now, in fairness to the watch seven, uh, they are claiming it has what twenty percent bigger um, uh, screen real estate, and mm. it really does go edge to edge. Mm. Uh, well, uh, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's larger, it's brighter as well, which is what you need because you're outdoors a lot with it, and it's more durable. Yeah, and it's more durable. They've they've always played up the um, water and dust and crack resistance uh, and all this sort of thing. That it's a very rugged piece of piece of kit. Um, so yeah, they say it's wash seventy percent brighter and twenty percent more screen space. And some of the watch faces played into that quite nicely. I think made good use of the of the extra screen space there. One of the nicer ones that I saw, the numbers were really scrunched into the sides and it was like a regular sort of watch arms thing so you could look at it and you'd go you'd know the time but also the the number sort of increases in size on the uh, on the screen i thought that was pretty nice to look at um but then you get into the into the apps and of course they've been tweaked as well uh, to be um, more usable on the bigger screen so you've you've got things like you know you can read more of your emails the buttons are naturally bigger um all these sort of little ui things that actually will go a long way and of course as well they've embraced USB-C. 
So you've got your, you know, magnetic charger, but you've got you've got USB C on that as well as well. Probably because the EU was I, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue the EU has been making eyes at them over their connection standards for a long, long time. Um and they've I, I'd say the official version is USB C because it's great. But um if if we were to see a lawsuit tomorrow from the EU saying Apple not adhering to standards as we requested. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Listen, let's talk about the uh, the main event of the day, uh, the iPhone 13, and we'll compare it in a few moments' time to kind of the other market leader to see how it shapes up. Oh, but- can I can I make a very brief yes. message of their very brief mention of their fat shaming interlude Go on. between the uh, the watch and the uh, the iPhone announcement? They had a big thing on Apple Fitness Plus and their virtual well virtual i mean they're they're not virtual they're, they're you know it's people doing workouts on their uh, exercise bikes and everything at home and through their apple tvs and all this sort of thing very fit people shouting at them that yeah you can do it and my favorite bit of that you know never mind the sort of the unbearable smugness of these trainers who are all in fantastic shape because they haven't they, this is their job. They haven't been stuck in lockdown doing absolutely nothing for a year and a half. Um, you know, j- just giving their smiley spiel. But my favorite bit of it was, we'll get you in shape for snow season. <laughs> yeah. That'll make a lot of sense in Australia, Quash. won't it? <laughs> there aren't any snow resorts left. They've all closed down. <laughs> They're all gone. Anyway, listen, iPhone 13. Okay. Come on, what, what were the headlines? iPhone 13. Okay. Uh, right. Kind of. When last we saw the iPhone, it was sort of a tale of two iPhones in that there was the the the, the 12 and then there is the Pro and the Pro Max and very much a, a separation of, okay, here's your consumer phone, which does everything that you want so far. And here's the phone the professionals use, um, you know, even though there's no difference in signal quality or call quality or, or anything like that. It was about one thing and one thing only, which we'll, which we'll dig into uh, in a little bit. So the 13 and the 13 mini, the mini being a 5.4 inch screen and the 13 proper being a 6.1 inch screen. Um, not an awful lot to report really, I think. But of course, both using the A15 chip, mm-hmm. same as the iPad mini. So as usual, six core CPU to high performance for high efficiency um, with all the stuff associated with that, yep. you know, fastest smartphone on the market kind of a thing. Uh, also mentioning four core GPU, they're claiming 30% faster graphics than on the previous model. Um, they're claiming a 16 core neural engine. Again, there's your machine learning element in there. Uh, however, one thing that they have added in, or rather they made more mention of 5G, but we have that over here already. So that's not a that's not a huge thing. Of course, as I mentioned before, you're starting with twice the storage. So as we go through these, like we really are knocking these things off mm. and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know this already. Um, so uh, one thing that they really wanted to play up was the screen. They said it's 28% brighter on the previous models at 800 nits. Uh, also going up to 1200 nits uh, peak and a variable refresh rate. So uh, from between 10 to 120 frames per second. Uh, which is which is kind of, kind of nice, I suppose. Um, it begs some questions which we'll which we'll get to but those are the base models anyway um the uh the mini starting at 929 uh, sorry 
It's eight two eight eight two nine for the mini. And nine two nine, I think, for the for the it's only regular hundred quid in it. Yeah, I think that's down. It's kind it. of down in some ways to well, which kind of form factor do you like? Do you like something that fits snugly in your pocket, or do you want yeah. a bit of a monster in your pants? Um, uh, it wasn't intended that way, Niall. Um, 5.4 inch <laughs> screen versus a 6.1 inch screen. It seems to be that. They're, they're the same phone. They're just yeah. literally different sizes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, you go through the stats and you're like, okay, one has done pretty much the same as the other. It's, mm. These are incremental improvements. Mm. Um, that's fine. Playing to Apple's current thing of we do everything from hardware to software. It all integrates. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Now, Nothing new in that messaging. You initially started off by saying that, you know, with the iPhone 12, it appeared to be a battle between two different types of phones. You had the consumer yes. phone and then you had the pro phone. Now, pro were you phone. saying that as if to say, and we continue in the same manner with the iPhone 13? We or are you saying that it's do. all changed? No, it is exactly the same because we've moved into, um, well, there's one extra thing that I haven't mentioned, mm. and that's uh, the cinematic mode uh, in the camera. Mm. All right, so they've got two cameras with, with the um, uh, regular inverted commas uh, iPhone now. And basically what it allows you to do is to, to rack focus, which is basically you're in a scene and say you want to, we see it in movies hundreds and hundreds of times per, per film. There's a, there's a scene, you want to draw attention to something, one particular item in the scene, you have that in focus and everything else out of focus. Very much the same way that we're doing our video chats now. We're in focus, you can op- opt to blur your background. So it's out of focus because you're the focus of the scene. That's You will be able to do that uh, through your iPhone when you're recording video. You just tap on, I want this in focus. Everything else will will go soft and then you can dynamically change within the same piece of video uh, as is as is normal, as, as happens in film. So that, that has been added in. So draw a line under the, the regular iPhone there because what separated the iPhone mini and iPhone as we knew it with the Pro models was one thing and one thing, well, basically one thing and one thing only, Dusty. I, I think you'll agree. Okay, go on. The camera. Okay. Um, I wouldn't agree with you because the first thing about the Pro Max that you'll notice is that it's bigger, 6.7 inch screen. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. I mean, the, the Pro is uh, 6.1, the Pro Max is 6.7. So they're, they're really, they're, they're nudging just under iPad mini um, size, which I guess might in part explain why we didn't have a, an iPad mini refresh sooner. Maybe there would have been too much of an overlap in size. You would go, okay, there's only one or two inches in this. Why would I go with a mm. mini iPad instead of a, a better iPhone? When maybe they were looking to push a better, better iPhone in the first place. Um, you are right, though, because one of the things, I mean, the Pro Max is the biggest of the lot and it's the brightest of the lot as well. Uh, I noticed they made a big thing of, but it's the one that they were really, really pushing the whole mm. camera thing with. And it's the one that they really, really pushed the whole cinematic mode with. And it was the one that they were mm. kind of going, look at this. This is the Pro Max. And the way they were talking about it is you would swear that Steven Spielberg is out there right now recording his next blockbuster on it. Yeah, and they, they had Catherine Bigelow on there uh, explaining everything. Um, and I doubt this sincerely because the film... Uh, you know the cinematic footage that they uh, that they showed. It was graded the same as what they were showing uh, in the regular 
um, presentation. So in that sense, you wouldn't really notice the difference. That's because it had been treated to look that way. Um, but in looking at the footage that was shot, it looked like it had been shot on a small screen. There wasn't that that sense of you know the great big wide shot where you're carrying so much detail and such a such strong vistas into the image. What you were getting was a lot of you know what they call two shots, where it's just two people in the shot feeling quite claustrophobic. Uh, or in one case, it was like one soldier in a shot, and that looked fine. But would you film a, like a Spartacus level battle scene on it? No, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> You know, so it's, um, I think it was a little bit of a misnomer on it to say this is going to be, you know, the new thing that people will be shooting films I on. Kind of a particular style of film. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out on this. I'm, I'm going to okay. disagree with you because uh, I, I think it very much is a pro max. And we're living in a world now where there is a serious percentage of the population who consider themselves as creators. And they're the kind yeah. of people who are taking really good photos and really good videos and stuff like that. And they're putting them up on the internet and on YouTube and da-da-da and all this kind of stuff. And I've seen people do some uh, promo videos and they do make them with iPhones and the like or Samsung. I don't know what brand it was, but they were certainly doing it with a portable device. And one of the reasons being was that they were able to get that camera into positions that they would never be able to do with a, mm. a regular full-size camera. So uh, I, I think the Pro Max is probably well named in that if, if it is for people who do produce content I am making mm. fun of it because it's not for the Steven Spielberg level of content, but it's for your influencer on Instagram or whatever that kind of, because they are, you know the best type of camera in the world. The one you have in your pocket. Exactly. And that is yeah. what the uh, iPhone excels at. And particularly with the, uh, uh, the extra lens and everything that they've put in there. And I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the formats they're able to do. I mean, ProRes, I think, is a, an Apple format anyway, so Kel Surprise. Uh, but I mean, 4K at 30 frames per second. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I something. suppose, you know, thinking you're starting off your YouTube channel, you've got a ring light, you've got a pretty good iPhone, just stick it in and see how you see how your proof of concept mm -hmm. goes. Exactly. I don't know if there are that many influencers, you know, filming on an iPhone. Uh, oh, habitually. I, I, I bet there's tons of them. I bet there's tons of them. And actually, do you know what? <laughs> the funny thing is, I bet there's tons of them. And I bet also that there's a ton of them that are filming on proper cameras, but pretending it's on a mobile phone. <laughs> hmm. Anyways, uh, just to wrap up for today, uh, what hmm. I've done is I've done a little comparison uh, between the iPhone Pro and what would be the nearest equivalent, which I suppose is Samsung in both cases, uh, the S21 Ultra, okay? Sure. Um, they're all in and around the same price bracket. Um, the, iPhone is, uh, the iPhone Pro is actually slightly smaller than the Galaxy S21, but it's heavier. I don't know what gives about that. Um, it's also got a smaller screen. Smaller resolution is not quite as good. Um, I think the rear cameras on the iPhone absolutely win, but the S21 has got more cameras. So there's only three on the iPhone, but there's four on the uh, on the S21. Um, right. Front camera is okay. Well, actually, it's quite good. It's 12 megapixels on the iPhone. The Samsung is 40 megapixels. But, you know, what do you want to use that for? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sorry, so I'm going to yeah. have to redo that because I can see a hair sticking out of my nose or whatever it happens to be on your selfie, <laughs> you know? Um, so, no, kind of, I, I think I think they're very well matched 
in all um, senses. And the same for the iPhone 13. Uh, Price-wise, they're kind of in and around the same. Again, the iPhone 13 is slightly smaller than the comparable Samsung, which is the Galaxy S21. Again, it's heavier uh, screen size, resolution, screen type is all kind of about the same. Internal storage, as we said, what it comes with is about the same. Um, Except in this time, the... um, or the S21 also has an extra camera, one more camera than the iPhone 13. Um, front camera is better on the S21, but again, why? And again, my, my, my summary would be um, that they're very well-matched phones. I think we, okay, are, well, I so think we are at a stage now. My, my, my summary, and I want to get your opinion on this, okay? Mm. So when you look at that comparison, both of them are really good phones. So it all depends. Yeah. Are you an Android person? Are you an iOS person? All right. And mm. my overriding thing on this was that instead of using California streaming as their song at the start, is they should have used Daft Punk, Bigger, Better, Faster, Stronger. Yeah. Because I yeah. think that's all we got. We got incremental improvements. Mm. Nothing stunning. Yeah, well, I was ha- I was very happy to see the iPad mini coming back. Um, so the question, as always presents itself, our rule of thumb, if you're to upgrade, always wait for the even number version mm-hmm. instead of the odd one. Mm-hmm. However, given the introduction of the um, A15 Bionic chip, do you think this would be a reasonable time to upgrade? No. You'd still you'd still wait the extra year. I would still wait the extra year, and in fact, I actually had that conversation with a friend of mine last. And it's funny, it was last week. I'm going to have to get a new iPhone because blah blah blah. And I said, "Don't, don't stop." They're announcing a new phone next week. Wait for that, and then literally <laughs> within sixty seconds, I went, "Oh, hang on, don't buy the odd number phone." <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be the iPhone 13 you forget it like you know so uh, no I, I would if, if I was in the market for a new phone uh, I would wait until next year I, I am interested to see I'm probably not going to buy a 13 but I'm interested to see how long the A15 Bionic chip sticks around whether they're going to improve their chips annually or every other year to try and confust us we shall wait and see how that goes listen on that note we shall leave it there with our update uh, from the Apple announcement this week California streaming uh, remember uh, as always you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland not just Apple but with Samsung and all kinds of things happening in the world with hourly updates daily newsletters and more which you can find at our website techcentral.ie or of course this Listen to us each week online or Fridays with RTE Radio Extra. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall Kitson, as always, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.